Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. It's great to be with you this afternoon. I hope you're having a, a great day and enjoying this month of December. The number here to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. The heart of Calvary Live is to give you an opportunity to call and ask questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life. Love being able to talk about real things. We'll get into God's Word together and go to uh, God's throne. I wanted to begin today's show by reading Isaiah 9, verse 6, as we think about the birth of Christ and the, the gift of Christ. We have this prophecy about Christ in Isaiah chapter 9. It says, For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And that emphasis for unto us a child is born. The reason that Christ was born, the reason that Christ came in human flesh is the Father sent his Son uh, to be the Savior of the world. So maybe you're facing discouragement, you're facing grief, facing challenge in your life, is remember that you're loved by the Lord. You're, you're loved so much by him that he gave his Son. And we get this description of the character of Christ is that Christ is wonderful. And that's definitely true of Christ. Uh, he He's wonderful and, and amazing. And then also that he's our counselor. Maybe your need of counsel uh, today. He's your counselor. And oftentimes we look to, to books or friends or pastors, but ultimately we need to be looking to Jesus. And then he's mighty God. Jesus indeed is God. He's the everlasting Father. And so Jesus bringing us into relationship uh, with the Father and that he's the Prince of Peace, that he's desiring to, to give you peace. So once again, you are listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. We do have all of our phones open. So pick up the phone and give me a call, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. We have some uh, text questions that have come in, so I'll go ahead and uh, start grabbing those. Uh, Is Daniel chapter 8 talking about the last days or something uh, in the past? So Daniel chapter 8 is a great chapter of the Bible, and uh, with Daniel chapter 8, like many of the Old Testament prophecies, uh, there is a a dual fulfillment. There's a a pointing to uh, things that are in the past, and yet there's also a pointing to things uh, that are yet uh, in the future. Uh, and so the, the primary fulfillment uh, is in the past with Antiochus Epiphanes in Daniel 8, uh, verse 9. And he came in and desecrated uh, the temple during the time of the Maccabees in between the book of Malachi and the book of, of Matthew, uh, that uh, period of time. But also Antiochus Epiphanes uh, points to uh, the Antichrist that will come on the scene during 
during uh, the Great Tribulation. So I hope that was uh, helpful to you. Thanks for sending in that uh, text question. Another text question that has come in said, I recently came across the Mormon practice of baptism after death, which was supposedly justified by 1 Corinthians 15.29. It appears this verse is taken out of context. Uh, could you please discuss? Yeah, the, the Mormons do uh, believe in uh, baptism after death or baptizing uh, for uh, the dead and those who have passed away. And that's why they're so into uh, the genie and keeping those those records to be able to to uh, go ahead and perform a baptism for a family member who uh, was from ancient uh, generations and they do try to use first Corinthians 1529 which reads otherwise uh, what will they do who are baptized for the dead if the dead do not rise at all why then are they baptized uh, for for uh, the dead and and Paul here is speaking about the validity of the resurrection in first Corinthians 15, but in no way is he teaching uh, the, the doctrine of, of baptizing for the dead. We don't see that in the teachings of Christ. We don't see it in the book of Acts or in any of the epistles. And in fact, what Christ did teach us is what you choose to do with him in this life determines whether you go to, to heaven or hell. So thank you for sending in uh, that text question. Well, gang, we still have all of our lines open. So if you have a question about things going on in your life, things uh, in the scripture, Feel free to pick up the phone, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Again, this is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. We'd like to welcome our listeners on the East Coast in Pennsylvania and Maryland. And also our listeners here on the Front Range in Colorado up into Wyoming, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Another text that has come in says, want to let you know I've been listening to the show for about four weeks and love it. So thank you very much for all the time and effort. Uh, my question is, will my marriage and other relationships be the same uh, in heaven? Thank you. Um, so th thank you for listening. We're, we're, we're blessed that you're listening to, to Calvary Live. It's a great question. Uh, will uh, marriage and other relationships be the same in heaven? Uh, Jesus said that we won't be married or given in marriage uh, in heaven. So we won't be married to each other uh, in, in heaven. But we do know that we will recognize each other uh, in heaven at the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter, James, and John uh, did uh, recognize Moses and Elijah. Uh, Elijah. And so we're going to recognize each other uh, in heaven. And, and personally, I hope uh, that we will uh, know that, hey, uh, we we were married uh, on earth. You know, I don't know that for sure, but I can say that we're definitely going to recognize each other, uh, friends and and uh, and our and our spouse. I don't think we're going to need introduction to, to like King David. And probably the best thing about our relationships in heaven is they are going to be glorified. There's going to be no, no sin. Uh, we'll no longer sin against the Lord and, and against one another. So that's a, a great question. Thanks for uh, uh, sending that in. Uh, let's go to our phone lines. Let's go to line one to Nate in New Jersey. Nate, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Um, I'm calling in because me and my wife, we have two sons, um, ages one and three. Um, 
And over the past few months, my wife, you know, she brought the topic of possibly having another child. Um, our last child kind of gave us a run for our money, um, so I didn't quite feel like I was ready yet. Um, so I never really got back to her on it. So she kind of stopped asking me. Um, so I was in church last week, and we went into prayer. And as I'm praying, the thought just jumped into my head. I wasn't thinking about it whatsoever, but a voice came into my head and said, you're going to have another boy. Um, I instantly started thinking, well, when I'm ready. And then that same mm-hmm. voice said pretty much, no, um, mm. you're, you're ready. I told you you're ready, so you're ready. Um, instantly, mm. I felt like, yes, I'm ready. Um, mm. So along with the voice came just a feeling of complete and utter joy. Um, mm. My wife, she brought it up to me, you know, how happy I seemed that day, like just overjoyed about everything. And then I mm-hmm. told her um, what had happened. Um, and then mm. she she wasn't feeling exactly the same way. Um, she, yeah. You know, she went into, well, maybe we should pray on this. Um, you know, we might need a little time. Um, so now I'm kind of more praying for God to kind of give her a sign. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure where to go with this. Um, I yeah. feel like God has gave, given me an um, affirmation of I need to have a another child, more specifically a son. Um, but if she is on the line of she's not really ready, I'm just not sure what to do now. Yeah. Well, ultimately, I think the Lord's going to show both of you, you know, and, and the decision of, of, of having a child— uh, it's a decision that you make together uh, as a, as a yep. husband and wife, and and so it sounds like her heart was there uh, and yours wasn't. Now your heart's there and and, and hers uh, isn't. And so I think as you continue to pray and seek the Lord, God will will uh, get you on the same page. Um, and in First Corinthians thirteen, it says, "Love is patient and lo- love is kind." And so I think you just uh, continue to share your heart with your wife and and have patience and wait wait upon the Lord and. And he's going to bring you guys to, together um, uh, on the same page uh, at the right time. Um, and I think, you know, Psalms 128 is a great uh, encouragement uh, in, in regards to kids. You know, God sees kids as a blessing. Uh, he says, uh, um, you're happy and it shall be well with you. Uh, your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children are like olive plants all around your table. Behold, behold. Thus says the Lord, uh, behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. Um, and so God sees children, you know, differently than, than how we see children. And, and he calls uh, children a heritage. In Psalms 127, he says, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. Uh, and that, that's Psalms 127. So, you know, if the Lord is stirring both of you to, to have another child, you know, from a biblical perspective, uh, mm-hmm. a, a child is a, is a great gift that, you know, that word heritage Absolutely. means a re- a reserved blessing, you know, God, God has reserved a a blessing for you. So, uh, you know, I would just encourage you as a husband, just be patient, you know, just be patient and be in prayer. And I think the Lord will place it on both of your hearts at just the right time. Absolutely. Um, and I was more along the lines of, um, like usually when the Lord speaks to you, it's something that you need to act on. Um, yeah. And that's why I was, I was really conflicted about,
about it because um, when she was talking to me about having another child, it wasn't immediate. It wasn't a, an immediate thing. It was something that she wanted to talk about and later on, you know, figure it out. But it really felt like the Lord just said, "You, you're going to have a, you're going to have a child soon." So I pray that yeah. He's working on on uh, on her, and you know, yeah, everything works out. <laughs> Yeah, it is very recent, you know. It sounds sounds like the Lord spoke to you last night at church, and so, uh, you know, it the 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 Lord may move in your hearts in the wife of your heart where 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 yeah she has even a week to think and pray about this. She's like, yeah, I, I this 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 resonates uh, uh, with me, you know. And um, so let me pray for you, and I, I it's exciting, you know. That's uh, absolutely it's, it's yeah. So let me pray for you, Nate. Father, I thank you for Nate. Thank you for his wife. Thank you for his two kids. And Lord, just for speaking to him last night. And Lord, we just pray for your will and your confirmation. Uh, and Lord, that you would put him and his wife on the same page, not only with this decision to to have another child, Lord, but uh, with all the decisions uh, in life and in marriage and and raising kids. So would you would you bless Nate and would you give him real wisdom, Lord, to to navigate this? And so we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You bet. God bless you. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks for listening this afternoon. Hoping you're having a great afternoon as you're driving home from work or already home from work or still at work. The number is 303-690-3000 or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. We do have all of our lines open. I want to go ahead and take some uh, text questions that have come in. How do I become baptized in the Holy Spirit? I've prayed for it before, but it doesn't seem to happen. Maybe I don't uh, understand. So so this is a, a great question. We do see in the, the book of Acts uh, that there's the baptism or the filling of the Holy Spirit. And the, the filling of the Holy Spirit is for the purpose of being a witness. And we also know the words of Jesus where Jesus said, if you, being evil, know how to give your kids good gifts, how much more so will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Uh, and so as we're asking in faith that God would fill us with the Spirit, uh, we, we know that He's going to, to grant us to that. And so I would encourage you, as you've, you've prayed that, to then believe it in faith. Uh, and sometimes as people are filled with the Holy Spirit, there's a, a great emotional experience. And other times uh, there, there's not uh, that uh, emotional experience. So it's something that we receive through faith. Also in the book of Acts, we, we see the elders uh, laying on of hands and, and praying for uh, believers that they would be baptized with the Spirit. And I'd encourage you to, to go to your pastors, your elders at your church, and just say, hey, would you pray for me that I would be filled with the Holy Spirit? And, and I'd like to pray for you right now that that God would uh, just fill you with the Holy Spirit to overflowing. So, Father, we thank you that you are a good Father, that you love us, and that you freely give to us the Holy Spirit, and you desire to fill us with the Holy Spirit. So we ask in faith, Lord, that you uh, would would fill this individual, uh, Lord, this this caller, uh, with your your Holy Spirit to overflowing, and they would see the evidence of the Holy Spirit in their life. So, Lord, we thank you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Steve in Denver. Steve, welcome to the program. Hey, Eric. 
How you doing? Good, good. Go I have a question. In uh, Genesis chapter 4, they, there's uh, Adam and Eve, and they have their sons, Cain and Abel. And then uh, Cain kills Abel, and uh, he's cursed. And, and he says to God that uh, he'll, he'll go out into the country, and the, the men of the country will kill him. You're breaking up there a, a little bit. Are you still there? All right, I think I lost uh, Steve there on line one, but I I think I got the the nature uh, of his question. Um, is after Cain killed Abel, uh, then God gives to him uh, the question or or. or comes back to the Lord and says, "Man, if you if you send me out to the field, uh, I'll be killed um, by 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 the the people of the of the field." And so the question is, is who who are those? And um, you know, I think what we see uh, there in Genesis is we we don't have the timetable. You know, we don't know uh, how much time has gone by between chapter three and, and chapter four, and there may have been enough time for Adam and Eve to have uh, several children, and for those children to have children, and then there's population uh, upon uh, the earth. So that would be my best estimation of uh, these other people uh, that uh, are, are there that um, Cain is uh, concerned will, will kill him. So, Steve, thanks for your phone call. Let's continue with our phone lines. If you'd like to call in, the number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. And let's go to line one to Ray in Greeley. Ray, welcome to the program. Ray, are you there on line line one? All right, looks like we've lost uh, Ray as well. I'm going to go over and take some text questions that have come in. If you'd like to text me, you can at 720-336-0897. Also, you can give me a call at 303-690-3000. So text questions that have come in. Uh, it says, if you believe we recognize people in heaven, do you also believe... Uh, we will recognize who's not in heaven. For example, if we know who's there, well, we know who is uh, not there. Um, you know, I personally think that we will uh, know who who's not there. Um, that uh, we're we're going to be aware of of our family, of our friends, of our of our loved ones, our our, our neighbors. And one of the things that we see in heaven uh, is that uh, there's tears in heaven, uh, and that Jesus wipes away our tears, and there are no more. And I think one of the things that we're going to be weeping over is those that we love that aren't there in heaven. So. Uh, thanks for uh, sending me that uh, text question. Another text, just a real honest uh, text that has uh, come in. Uh, it says, uh, please pray uh, for my marriage. It's falling apart uh, after 20 years. So thank you so much for sending that in. And I want to pray for you and encourage uh, uh, you as listeners to, to intercede uh, on behalf of this marriage. So, Father, we come before you, and you're, you're the God of the resurrection. You're the God of, of hope. Lord, there's nothing that's impossible for you. And, God, we, we just ask that you uh, would 
rescue this marriage. And, and Lord, that uh, you would soften hearts. Uh, and Lord, you know the details. And, and so, Lord, would, would you bring comfort and would you bring peace? And, and Jesus, you tell us that you're our good shepherd, that you walk with us through the valley of the shadow of death. Um, Lord, and so would you really walk with this individual in a very special way as, as they go through this trial? And we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening today at Calvary Live. The number here is 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open, 303-690-3000. You can also send a text at 720-336-0897. Thanks for all the texts that you are sending my way. I'm going to continue with these uh, texts. Could you explain why there's such a division in the body of Christ concerning eternal salvation versus and loss of salvation? I read scriptures on both sides, but the Bible tells us if we ask and seek, he will show us wisdom. Both sides to claim that the other side is heretical. How could this be? Great question, uh, and I think the reason uh, that that it can be is because you have fallen man uh, and and fallen man will tend to create division and argue uh, over things. And so as you go through the scriptures and you look at uh, eternal salvation and the loss of salvation, eternal security or, or, or losing uh, uh, your, your security, it, it's not surprising that man in our, our sinful state uh, would argue and even fight and divide um, uh, uh, over that. And I think it's important as we study the scriptures and the spirit of God lives inside of us is to be convinced in our own mind uh, as we uh, read through those things and, and search the scriptures. You know, the the church uh, of Berea, as they listened to Paul teach, they would search the scriptures daily to, to see if these things are, are so. So we're going to go back to our phone lines and see if we can uh, have some better luck there. Let's go to uh, a line two to Ray and Greeley. Ray, welcome to the program. Can you hear me, Ray? Ray, are you, Ray, are you there? Ray, for some reason, I'm having a hard time hearing you. So I'm sorry that uh, we're, we're having a, a difficult uh, time there. So we're going to hang on for just a second and see if we can get you on the on the on the line. So Ray, if you can hear me, go ahead and uh, try. Try. I uh, just uh, got a prayer request. OK. For my daughter, Diana, and uh, I got two questions. Okay. 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 I'm a believer in God. I concern myself a man that the God from heart. Okay. Okay. I have dreams, I have visions, and like he brings everything to me when I was a child and then and praise God, you know. Okay. And and I love my Lord. I'm a man that is staying in my Bible daily, hmm. praying for my loved ones and all that. Okay. Okay. And uh, but I do got a question. Okay. Yeah. What's on your mind? I got something that uh, I live in this apartment by myself. I've been really. Okay. On Sixteenth Street, I got some people upstairs. I got people around me. 
tonight I can hear like uh, my I use oxygen and the oxygen just fall off the bottles fall when I know that I set them there properly and nobody will touch them and nobody will move them and okay. they wake me up and I woke up with this funny feeling. Could it be okay. demonic spirits around this place or I do not know. But the good yeah. man showed me. And okay. the scripture and the book of Ephesians. He showed me cast out all imaginations and take it all captivity captive. Uh-huh. To the presence of God or the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And I stand on my Bible daily. Mm -hmm. And then before I came to him, when he called me, I was a sinner. Well, I'm a convict. I did 28 years in prison, and uh, I regret it. I lost my yeah. family. I lost everything now on my own. But okay. he showed me out there, when I opened the Bible, the first thing I... My eyes went to it, Jeremiah 33, 3, which is written. He says, call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. This is yeah. how I know my man upstairs. Yeah. And praise God, you know. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, and there's well, another it's... thing. When I was okay. doing time, I did 28 years. Yeah. Ray, I want to pray for you and lift you up to the Lord. And you mentioned that uh, you need prayer for your daughter, Diana. So I'm going to I'm gonna lift you up to prayer in prayer right now. Father, I, I thank you for Ray. And I just lift him up to you. And as he's alone in his apartment in Greeley and... Lord, that feels the spiritual battle. I pray that you'd bind the enemy and protect him and that, Jesus, you would be uh, his his stronghold, his refuge. And, Lord, I pray for his daughter, Diana, and you know the specifics of uh, what's going on there and just pray you'd reach out and touch Diana with your love. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Our phone lines are open. Uh, the number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, uh, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. I'm going to go ahead and uh, grab a text question that has come in. This is, I just had my work appraisal today and my boss said management wants to fire me. Um, I have MS and I'm worried about not having health insurance. Please pray for me. Uh, yeah, I would love to lift you up in prayer. Um, Father, this is really tough news. And Lord, we need our jobs. Uh, we need that financial provision. And God, I just pray that you uh, would open up uh, the door for another job or or somehow uh, yeah, change things in her, her work situation and, uh, and give a favor, uh, Lord, it, uh, with the management. Um, and Lord, I pray for uh, just the issue with that the health insurance, God, that you would, would provide there as well. So would you give your comfort, God, would you give your encouragement, Lord, and we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Thanks so much for listening and taking the time to join me today. We do have lines open, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. 
I'm going to take in a, another text question. Can you please help me pray for a Jewish person? I will be uh, meeting soon. Her name is Abby. Absolutely. Uh, Father, we just lift up Abby to you and uh, this meeting uh, with Abby, and we thank you for it. We pray you bless it and that you would just uh, really open up Abby's eyes to you, Jesus, that you're the Messiah, uh, you're the fulfillment of, of all Old Testament prophecy. And so, God, would you uh, really bless this, this meeting uh, in a powerful way. And we thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, the number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. The text number is 720-336-0897. We're headed to a break. Stay with us. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining me this afternoon. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Stacy and Morrison. Stacy, welcome to the program. Thanks so much. Thanks for um, taking my question. Yeah, you bet. All right, my question is, I need a little bit of clarity on um, why uh, some churches uh, have female pastors and others don't, even though they're in the same belief system, the same denomination. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, the, I think the reason that some, some do and some, some don't, uh, even though they may be uh, in the same uh, denomination, uh, is that they really have come to uh, see the Scripture or interpret the Scripture uh, in, in two different ways. Um, and so, for instance, like you may have a Presbyterian church and their, their leadership will uh, interpret the Scripture to say uh, a woman uh, can't uh, hold the position of being a pastor, and then another Presbyterian church will uh, look at it and, and interpret the Scripture and say, no, we believe that uh, in order for that pastoral position, it needs to be be a, a man. Um, and so it really comes down to uh, how they uh, in, interpret uh, the scripture. Um, and primarily it comes down to 1 Timothy chapter 2 and going into 1 Timothy chapter chapter 3. And some would say 1 Timothy 2 is, is cultural. Um, and then others would say, no, it's a timeless truth for all ages. Um, and for me personally, I, I think it's a timeless truth for all ages because uh, when uh, Paul's addressing this, um, uh, he goes back to Adam and Eve. Um, and so it goes all the way back to uh, creation. And he writes, for Adam was formed first uh, and, then, and then Eve. Um, and so I don't know if that makes sense, but I think that's why you have uh, different churches. Uh, you know, it's basically coming down to uh, their, their view of Scripture. Yeah, whether they interpret it as cultural or, or literal. And just to clarify what that uh, passage is about, is that when he's uh, talking about elders of the church? 
Yeah, it is, and and mm-hmm. it goes right into then chapter three. And it doesn't specifically ver- say that uh, that it can't be a woman, but more that he is this that reference to Adam and Eve. That's the only. Yeah, let me yeah. let me re- just read those few verses. Um, so he's talking about the context of of church, and he says, "Let a woman learn in silence with all submission." I, I don't permit a woman to teach or have authority over a man, but but be in silence. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. Uh, and then it flows right into uh, chapter 3, verse 1. If, if a man desires the position of a bishop or an elder, he desires a, a, a good good work. And so I think the the boundary there that God is giving is really uh, that a woman would have that teaching authority in a, in a church and and bringing the the word of God in, in, a, in a doctrinal sense where uh, she has that biblical authority over over a man. So so the position of pastor or elder, uh, in in leading men, uh, God's calling men to to be uh, leaders of the church in in that sense. So I don't I don't know if that makes sense. Well, it, it is it is what I've heard in the past on many times, but it does clarify why some don't agree with that. It's because you said it's cultural. They believe that that's a cultural context. So that right. does clarify why there's uh, differing opinions. It's an interpretation. But one thing yeah. that's still not clear is. It doesn't, I don't know, I see in the verse, the verses there, it's, it's saying, you know, that yes, okay, a woman shouldn't have authority over a man in the church, but it doesn't, and that they should be silent in the church, but yet we have women who are teaching and leading other women, but still can't have the pastoral uh, title, even though they've been to seminary and are just as educated and, you know, have the gift of teaching just like a man. If they're in a woman's ministry, they still can't hold that title. Well, what? It, why? So I think the the reason uh, in Titus chapter two it, it goes over similar things uh, and the role of women in the church and there's an instruction there for for women to teach other women and to to teach mm-hmm. children uh, and so you know if there was a distinction there where it's clearly like she's leading women's ministry she's leading uh, the the children's ministry uh, and, and isn't fulfilling uh, leadership over authority over a man I don't think that that's a uh, an abuse to uh, the the biblical text, if, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. I just, it's such a sensitive issue. I want to be clear. Like, I think the scripture uh, is clear. It wasn't just a cultural issue. It was a timeless truth for for all time. And really, the only restriction that's given to women uh, is that position of of having a authority, a, a pastoral uh, authority over a, a man in in the church. Um, so. You know, God sets up a divine would you say, order. Would you say that that is in context only to the church, or would you say that that is how it's to be outside of the church? Yeah, only in the church. You know, I don't think that this is saying that a woman can't, you know, lead a company and be CEO of the company or be the president of the United States or, or those kind of things. This this is the way that God is instructing for his church uh, to, to be set up. That's that's where it gets confusing because it seems like the truth God would want us to live by would would be would transcend in personal life, church life, and work life. It seems like they would be seamless and apply in all cases. Well, I think let me let me maybe clarify in a way that might be helpful. Uh, so God has set up an order in the Trinity: the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He set up order in the home with the husband and the wife. And he set up order in the church, 
And, you know, in the home where husbands are to be servant leaders uh, and to, to love their wives as Christ loved the church and be, be the head of the home out of Ephesians chapter 5, and then, then wives respecting their husbands and coming underneath that, that, that leadership. Though a wife uh, submits to her husband, she's not being called to, to submit to, to every man on the planet. You know, and so there does seem to be specific instructions from God for specific places. You know, so God's saying, "Okay, here's how I want the Christian home to work. Here, here's how I want my my church to be set up." And those aren't those aren't necessarily then applied to every relationship. Those are those are unique relationships where God's giving specific instruction to. Uh, so I think that's why you don't see like, okay, uh, women aren't being called to submit to. To, to every man everywhere, they're only being called to submit to their husband. You know, does that make sense? I would completely agree with that, and that is actually that. my personal belief. But I find it confusing when I'm in a church setting, and I, it is apparently the men's belief that I am under their authority, and I, I'm i under the, the authority of the church, but as a female. Do you know what I mean? And I, I really feel like only my husband has that authority over me in that capacity. And if I was a single woman— right. You know, then there's right. that whole aspect, too, of the whole thing. It's, I think right. it's just really, I don't know, it's really confusing. And then there's the whole thing where you get into where, if you look at the entirety of the Bible, it when they refer to mankind and men, and it's just assumed that women are included. And then when it gets to the New Testament, it talks about how we're under the New Covenant and how it's a New mm-hmm. Covenant for his sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. It. it I just feel like, I don't know, it's still really uh, not clear, yeah. and I do think it is a subject to, to interpretation, but I think that you answer yeah. my question. It's the reason why some do and some don't is because it's how they choose to, you know, interpret that. Yeah. Well, I would just encourage you. Those are great, great questions, and kind of read through First Timothy 2 and 3, uh, you know, for yourself, and, and Titus chapter 2, and... Um, the best I can understand how God sets up roles is inside of the Trinity, where Jesus always came underneath the leadership of the Father, but they're equals. And a lot of times, like, we think that if we come underneath someone's leadership, that some reason we're less than them, and that that's not true true at all, you know, is is the Father <laughs> and Jesus are absolute equals, you know, and—, and um, you know, it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, I'm a younger pastor. I'm 39, and I started senior mm-hmm. pastoring when I'm 27. And um, our assistant pastor, our executive pastor, uh, is is older than me and more experienced than me. But on paper, uh, you know, I I I'm I lead him right, quote unquote. You know, mm-hmm. but in in no way. Or, or, and he would even say, you know, I come underneath uh, Pastor Eric's leadership, but in no way do I feel like I'm greater than him or anything like that. You know, like it, it's almost the opposite is true, you know, that, and, and so just because God has set up leadership and roles, it, it doesn't mean in any way that someone is is greater or less than, you know, we are equals in Christ. And that's why what that verse you mentioned in the new covenant, you know, we're sons and daughters, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Bible even says that, you know, there's no more male and female or Jew or Gentile slave or free. And it, it's really saying, Hey, we're equal in Christ, you know? And so it's a yeah, hard I, thing I, to sort out how if we're, we are equal, then we should have equal, um, equal ability to, um, use the gifts that God's given us, you know, in, which includes the gift of teaching. Yeah. 
So here's what I think the Bible, here's what I think the Bible teaches just for fun is I think we're equal in Christ and given specific roles and responsibilities. And I would agree like, man, women are gifted to teach and, and should use that to edify the body and the role that that God uh, instructs that in is teaching other women and, and teaching children. But it's a great discussion. I'm really glad you, you called and asked. I think a lot of people are, are asking this, this question. So. All right. Well, Stacy, thanks for calling. God, God bless you. And uh, we'll continue on with our, our callers. So thanks for listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Uh, let's go to line two to Brian and Greeley. Brian, welcome to the program. Pastor, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. Yeah, there's another verse along that lady's line that would be after the new uh, that I've ran across, too. Um, I can't think of the actual verse, but I know it's in the New Testament that specifically addresses women's questions that arise in church. And um, and it does say, and I think it's Paul, if I'm not mistaken, which would have been after Jesus uh, had been crucified, that does say that, um, you know, if a female has questions, they, they should keep those um you know, kind of quiet in church and then ask about them later to their husband. So I, I totally agree with you on that. And, and I don't think it's, uh, uh, you know, more better or that anything. I think you hit it exactly right. My question was today, um, the Pope came out and, and made a statement that, that kind of concerned me a little bit. Uh, I don't okay. know if you had a chance to hear it, but he, he said he was kind of troubled by the way our Lord's prayer is and that, um, uh, the part where it talks about uh, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from from evil. And he said he thinks that's poorly worded, and uh, he would recommend changing that. And and he he says that you know it wasn't translated well. And and I guess I've always just thought that um, you know as long as you're dealing with one of the major translations, that um, I have to trust that what God's given me is accurate. And I just don't think that. Um, God's going to allow major translations to be in error. And so I, I, I wanted to know if, if I, I was concerned by that and um, wanted to get your take on, on whether we should be hung up on that or whether he is in any way, I, I, he seems like he's stepping out of line here a little bit. Yeah, I hadn't had a chance to hear or read read his statement, um, you know, but I can speak to the validity and how trustworthy our translations are. Um, you know, is there's there's a lot of, of research and time uh, that and prayer that's put in as the the Bible's translated, you know, in the New Testament from Greek to English and the Old Testament from Hebrew uh, to to English, and our our translations are all in agreement in mm -hmm. the translation of the Lord's Prayer. You know, there's there's no uh, disagreement on how those words should be. Uh, 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 translated, you know, and so, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think we, we always got to go back and, and trust, trust the word of God. And, and, um, we, we do have reliable, uh, translations that we can, we can trust. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And, and I just, I just, I think it's very concerning when a leader tries to tweak the Bible and, and hit what he said was the part where it says, uh, and not lead us into temptation. He says, well, God never tempts so that's bad the word not lead us into temptation god would never lead you into temptation and uh, i it just it just kind of was a red flag when when he said that was all so um anyway i appreciate your time yeah you bet god bless you brian thanks for calling 
Let's continue with our phone lines. If you'd like to call in, the number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Ashley in Baltimore. Ashley, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Great. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Um, I'm actually here with my niece, so thank you for taking our call. Um, you bet. My question is kind of just referring to trying to find a balance between surrendering to God's will in your life and knowing that He's going to provide for you, and then at the same time taking action and living up to your own ambition and goals and ideas that you have for yourself. Yeah, I think that, you know, we always just want to take our, our goals and, and our ambitions and, and surrender them to uh, God's will. Um, you know, so first kind of asking the question, does what I desire, does it line up with, with, with God's heart and what he declares uh, in, in the word? Uh, but sometimes, you know, we can get paralyzed and, and not take steps forward because we're, we're kind of wondering, you know, is God in this or or is it uh, God God's will? And so, you know, if it's not against God's word, I think that there's there's freedom in the Lord to to uh, move into the things that are are on our, our hearts. Uh, in Psalms 37, it says, "Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you uh, the desires of of your heart." And so, as you're focusing on the Lord and walking with the Lord, He's going to write His will upon your heart. And it, it's important then to take actions of faith uh, to pursue those things that that are written upon your heart. Amen. Um, that's, that's definitely right. Taking that action. I think that's where I'm at right now. So thank you for directing me to that song. Yeah, you thing, bet. Um, my brother recently passed away. My niece, you know, is now, she's eight years old. And I would just really appreciate if you could say a prayer to keep the spirit in her heart and keep God or her close to God. Okay. Yeah, you bet. So, so Ashley, tell me that one more, one more time. Uh, who, who passed away? Um, it's my brother. So my brother okay. recently passed away, and my niece is eight years old. Her name is Presley. Okay. Um, he okay. was a believer and actually led me to Christ. So okay. her yeah. father has passed away. And, um, yeah. Okay, yeah, I definitely want to we'll lift uh, your niece up to the Lord in prayer for, for sure. Yeah. So, God, I just thank you for Ashley and, Lord, as they have just lost a loved one. Uh, Lord, I pray for her niece, Lord, and as she's, she's listening right now, I just pray that you would comfort her uh, with your love and, and be with her in a special way. And, God, that's such a such a hard thing to, to have a, a father pass away. And we do thank you for the promise of heaven and eternal life. And, and I just pray that you uh, would comfort her niece in a special way and, 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 be, and be with her uh, like only you can. And Lord, I also pray for Ashley that, Lord, as she's uh, uh, being stirred in her life, that you would show her exactly what you want her to pursue. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Well, Peace be with you. you. God bless you. Have a great night. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Let's go to line one to Gabriella. Gabrielle, welcome to the program. Right. Are you, Gabriella, are you there on line one? 
I'm going to jump over and take some of the texts that have come in. Looks like uh, uh, we lost Gabrielle on line one there. So uh, thank you guys for sending in uh, the, the, the text questions that have come in. Uh, says, Pastor Eric, can you uh, tell me why Christians aren't supposed to play uh, the lottery? Um, and so I think the, the reason why uh, we're not supposed to play uh, the lottery is because it's not a good st stewardship of God's money. Uh, God, God teaches us that everything belongs to him and, and he entrusts it uh, to us. And, and when you go and you, you, you gamble, uh, your odds are not in your favor. Uh, and it, it's really going to be uh, a deal where you end up uh, wasting money and losing money. And, and uh, the Lord holds us accountable to how uh, we we use our money. And so that's really the heart of, of why we're not supposed to uh, gamble. Uh, another uh, text question uh, that uh, has, has come in, it says, uh, um, uh, let's see, please uh, pray for me. I'm facing a lot of stress and lost my mom. Uh, I want to help my brother. Uh, I, who had no job, no home, uh, he lived with her, uh, but uh, he is alone. I worry for him. Um, and so, yeah, we definitely want to uh, lift this up. Um, so, so pray for you for comfort and 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 losing your mom, and then also for for your brother. So, Father, you you know uh, this individual that sent in the text, Lord. You know him by name. You know exactly where they're sitting and what they're going through in their life. And and Lord, I pray for comfort and loss of their their mom, and that you uh, would would really minister and give your peace. Um, and so hard to to lose a parent, and also, Lord, as a concern for uh, the brother who's alone and has has no job, Lord, that you would would meet the needs of the brother as well. So, would you comfort this family and really minister to them in a special way? In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go to line two to Robert. Robert, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. Uh, I was calling with a question. I was wondering, so I uh, someone brought to my attention a, a, um, a verse about um, when Jesus, after his resurrection, went to the apostles. And I don't, I can't reference it exactly, but um, it was... He breathed on the apostles, and he told them that whose sins they forgive, they are forgiven, and whose sins they are retain are retained. And I was wondering, what what do you mean by retaining sins, and how could they, how did that, how did they do that, and why did he give them that, or yeah, tell them to do that? Yeah, you bet. Um, so I think it's John twenty, uh, verse twenty three. And Jesus is speaking to the disciples, and he breathed on them and, and gave them the, the Holy Spirit. And, and then he says, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. Uh, if you forgive the sins of any, they, they are retained. And I think the context of this is is the gospel, in that Jesus uh, also at the same time commanded the, the disciples uh, to, to go into all the world and make, make disciples uh, uh, and proclaiming the good news of, of the gospel. And, and as someone responds to the gospel and believes in the death and resurrection of Christ, that God had given the disciples the authority to say, your, your sins are forgiven, 
because you have trusted Christ for salvation. But then if someone had rejected Christ, um, you know, uh, and just saying, look, your, your sins aren't forgiven because you haven't received Christ. At any point, if you choose to receive Christ, you, your sins will be forgiven. But I think John 20, 23 is all tied into the gospel and then, and then preaching the gospel. And someone's response to the gospel then leads them to the conclusion of, oh, you're forgiven or, oh, your, your sins aren't forgiven. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Is there anyone today that can that can do the similar thing? Tell tell someone, or is there someone like can someone today say someone is else is not that they're retain sins or forgive sins? Is it is that something anyone can do? Any Christian, or is that is that something yeah, that it, was particular to the apostles? Be, that's a good question. You know, I think in one sense, you know, it it gets tricky because it's, you know, if someone has reject, rejected Christ, it's a really serious thing to to say, look, your your sins are not forgiven based on your your your, your rejection of Christ. You know, God God ultimately knows knows their heart. You know, I think when when someone receives Christ and believes in Christ and it's evident that Christ is now in their life, we as believers are able to come around them and, and assure them your, your sins are forgiven because of your, your faith uh, in Christ. Um, and so, you know, technically I think yes. I think God has given this to, to believers uh, to be able to use discernment, to be able to say, man, it's evident you've trusted Christ. Because of Christ, your sins are forgiven. Uh, or it's evident you've rejected Christ, so your sins aren't forgiven. But then having said that, it takes great discernment and humility and how that's played out in relationship with people. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thanks for you. bet. God bless you, Robert. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to Chuck and Cheyenne. Uh, Chuck, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing? God bless. God bless you too. How are you? I'm good. I got a word for Presley. Um, actually, okay. Please, whose uh-huh. father just died. Yeah. God will be with you. Uh, my mom died when I was 14, and God got me through it. He was always there hmm. with me. The only thing I hmm. say is, don't shut God out. Uh, yeah. Keep your keep your heart open to God. And yeah. then on another on another note, and I'll be praying for Presley and Ashley both. Um, on another note, when I uh, if I don't know God's will, I plan for my the beginning of my day. I said, Lord, these are my plans, but I'm open for you to change them and direct me in another direction if this is your will. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Thank you for for sharing that. That's good. Good godly wisdom. Well, thank you, you so much for calling. Yep, you have a very blessed day. You too. God bless you too, Chuck. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000. I want to take a, a text question that has come in. 
why does God allow so much pain uh, through through our lives? Um, so this is a great, great question. Um, you know, and I think uh, it, in my mind, two things to come come to mind. And the first is uh, is that there's great pain as a result of sin, uh, and we sin, others sin uh, against us, and it causes great, great pain. And so why does God allow us to sin? Uh, because without the opportunity to sin, we wouldn't have the opportunity to truly love him. You know, if Adam and Eve didn't have a choice in the Garden of Eden, then they wouldn't have had the choice to be in a true love relationship uh, uh, with God. And so we we live with the consequences and the result uh, uh, of sin that brings so much pain in our lives. And thankfully, Jesus is the answer uh, to uh, the, the problem of sin in our lives and his death and resurrection. And then secondly, I think God God allows pain uh, to, to grow us in, in the knowledge of Christ and in our character. Unfortunately, without pain, it's really difficult to, to learn. It's really difficult to, to grow. And in Romans chapter 5, there's these amazing verses where it says, Therefore we've been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. And so God knows that that pain and difficulty and suffering uh, in our lives, uh, it brings about a great growth. So in his wisdom, uh, he, he allows pain. So I want to lift you up. I'm sure there's a lot going on in your life. Father, I thank you for uh, this person that sent in the text. And as they're wrestling with the question of the problem of pain and wondering why you've allowed so much pain in their life, we, we we thank you that you, Jesus, understand pain and, and you went to the cross to save us and to comfort us and to heal our broken heart um, and that you would comfort and that you would bring peace and pour out your blessing in a special way. So God, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Well, gang, thank you so much for listening and being part of today's show. I pray that the Lord would bless you, that he'd keep you. He'd cause his face to shine upon you, that you'd have a great weekend in the Lord. So thanks again for listening and pray that you're blessed. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.